Please enter room 2008. Back to room 2008. Peter's over there making macaroni. (laughs) You know what what that sounds like. What a start. What a start. How how are we doing? I'm doing good. (laughs) Right out the gate. Yep, Right out of the gate. Lance, (laughs) if you're paying attention, how are you doing? Tell you how I'm doing, man. I am in Gulf Shores. Spring break 2023. <laughs> Bitches, what's up? <laughs> you know what I'm Got my hood rat shit right here. Pretty my bowling shit right here. <laughs> my Jack and Cola shit right here, man. <laughs> and I'm trying to find this article. So I'm going to be looking down a lot. And it's at my phone, just letting everybody know. And uh, I'm going to find it before I go on, because it's a really good article. But uh, I'm doing great, man. It's like I'm in two jackets. It's 50-something degrees right now, a little windy. Um, but that's that's spring break for you, man. Hey, could you, sits, it don't matter. It could, don't you matter. Ask for any, could you ask for anything better? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I, I could ask for like 20 degrees on top of this 50 degrees. But, yeah. But, but other than that. <laughs> Why don't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't, <Got him. laughs> don't have anything to say about that. I'm so uh, real. Oh, well, uh, as as usual, we are live on Twitch right now, as we always are. We're uh, at twitch.tv slash room 2008 ENT. We're live every episode. So if you're listening to this on the podcast, please join us uh, so you can interact with us and see everything that we do on screen. Um, we are on Twitter as well at room 2008 ENT two. Uh, we're going live on a Tuesday night. We haven't done this in a while, so please follow us on Twitter, you know, so you can keep up with the updates on when we're going live. Uh, cause it's probably going to be a little bit sporadic, uh, for the next, you know, however long. So, um, you know, just due to scheduling and stuff. So always, uh, check in with us on Twitter, interact with us on there and, uh, always shoot us an email, please room 2008 ENT at Gmail dot com any interesting stories anything you want us to talk about any personal experiences with anything um you know room 2008 ent at com. and also please if you're listening to this on apple Podcasts or anything rate us a five star please we needs dim ratings five stars five stars five out of five Press that like button we're gonna deliver that content there we are we're gonna go find that load Okay. So we got a lot to cover in this podcast, man. I'm excited. It's it's a lot for sure. Peter, strap on your uh, (laughs) what? Your your spiked. uh, You know what? Because we're uh, about to go deep. Yeah, I mean, uh, just just to go off what Lance said, you know, these two huge companies built everything up, and they kind of damn near own everything. 16,000 major corporations in America. When you when you start to look at it, 
we don't really have a whole lot of choices when it comes to stuff. Right. You know, um, you know, we're going to get into some different industries where, you know, you, you think there's a multitude of, of brands of, uh, you know, companies, stuff like that, you know, where, you know, Oh, well, you know, there's 17 different, you know, chocolate chip cookies on the shelf. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to get into some of that. Well, Peter, are you starting well, off, Are you starting us off Peter with this or what? Oh yeah. So or, or Lance, uh, if you want to start, well, you know what? I'll take, I'll take the lead if you don't mind, because mine's on a smaller scale that I think that, uh, and the three of us were talking, it's kind of like one of these under the rug kind of conversations. Nobody ever thinks about, but, uh, so I took some facts and, and, uh, I'll source it here, but, uh, I apologize. I'm on my laptop. That I don't use in Gulf shores. Oh, spring brain. Motherfucker. <laughs> uh, so, all right. You're strolling through Walmart or Kroger or your save a lot. I don't know where yeah, just, ima- just imagine Peter just strolling through Kroger. Yeah. Looking at, looking at the vegetables. Great. Being like, being like, nah. And then hey, keep going. Peter, are you then the, he sees the onions. Are you the great? <laughs> <laughs> he, he buys organic uh, onions and like great value toilet paper. <laughs> Definitely knows where he puts his money. So um, <laughs> think about this. And this came from uh, what was the source? I will find it and note it because I hate doing facts and stuff without sourcing it. But almost so if you have a cart full of groceries, 80% of those groceries come from just four or less companies. Wow. And if you're like me, you know, I'm going like cheap and I'm going like, I know this brand for this thing. Um, when it comes to toilet paper, I don't cut corners. When it comes to <laughs> yeah, peanut butter, I'm going cheap, right? Like that kind of stuff. So there's like four companies that own everything. I'm going to get a little bit more into that, but uh, let's just go for instance. And then if you don't, if you also think about the different types of categories in a grocery store, like PepsiCo, right? Pepsi. Huge. Is the number one company for dips. So like dips. Dips. When you go in the Super Bowl's coming up and you go buy dips. Ah. They have an 88% market share on dips. And it's like it's PepsiCo. Well, they also have uh, a huge number on all the sodas that you drink, right? And then they also have a huge market share on all the chips that you buy. Wow. So if you think about it, you're buying sodas, you're buying chips, and you're buying um, uh, dips, you're, you're seriously, no matter what brand you're buying, chances are you're buying Pepsi products. Right. And then you go into who owns Pepsi, and it goes back to who owns Silicon Valley. Uh-oh. Anyways, let's, uh, all right, so... 93% of sodas we drink are owned by three companies, Cola, Pepsi, and Keurig Dr. Pepper. I didn't know Dr. Pepper had a name in front of it, but it is. It's like Keurig, K-E-U-R-I-G. Do y'all know that? Nuh-uh. No. Weird. Yeah. Apparently, I don't know. Is that the same thing as the uh, Keurig? Keurig? Probably. It seems like it's spelled the same. Interesting. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know if it's like with an E. I don't know. It doesn't matter, but... So I thought that was pretty interesting. And then um, three firms dominate sales at 73% of the breakfast cereals we eat, which, again, comes up to a whole different market share. So you think just 
you think just breakfast cereals. No, yogurts, uh, anything you could think of breakfast comes within these categories, right? So General Mills owns like 30%, uh, 27.9, 28%. Kellogg Company with 26.8, Post Holdings with 18. But you added up at 73, roughly, percent of all breakfast that you can buy. And think of all the sugar. And even the, like even, even fucking milk is laced with sugar. Yeah. Sugar is on there. And I will tell you, uh, which is a, a real thing that's going on right now, which we can get into, but more than 80% of beef processing and 70% uh, of pork processing is controlled by four multinational giants. Jesus. Who can guess a couple of them? Can anybody? Um, oh, damn it. What, are the what, what product is it? For beef and pork, chicken. Tyson. Tyson. Tyson, Tyson JBS, and a name I want everybody to remember is Cargill. Yeah. They own so much. Smithfield is now owned by Chinese multinational WH Group. So Smithfield is one of the four conglomerates of all of our beef processing. And um, and I will say that with the beef processing, um, what happened a while back is Tyson. Was it Tyson? Who was it? I know Tyson. I know the chicken plants were burning down like crazy, right? Remember all that? Yeah. Oh yeah. All the chicken was going down. But there was a beef processing plant. Oh, no, 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 no. No, it was. Tyson's plant, one of their uh, plants had a fire. And what happens is, uh, well, that, that's going to be the, I'm going to tell the story of the beef plant that actually went under through a cyber attack. Okay. So the story is with the cyber attack on this, um, I think it was JBS. It was, it was a pretty big beef processing company, one of the four. Mm -hmm. And they had a cyber attack. And mm. what happened with the cyber attack is it shut the plant down for uh, a few days. I think, I don't think it was weeks or anything crazy like that. Right. So what happens is they get shut down for a little bit. Beef prices go up because there's not enough to supply because there's only four of these companies. Tyson, I don't think does beef. I think they're all strictly chicken. I'm probably wrong about that, but obviously we all know Tyson's chicken. Yeah. JBS and Cargill and Smithfield, which is now the Chinese gov uh, the uh, Chinese multinational group, WH group, those are like the three beef processing. And what happened is they got a cyber tech. They were shut down for a little bit. Beef goes to a standstill because they own so much of the market, right? Yeah. Beef prices go up. And what happens is farmers who raise cattle and sell to these companies can't sell to these companies because the companies can't sell their product because they're in a fire or they're in a cyber attack or, you know, you have some anomaly that's going on at the, the current time. So right. the farmers get slammed and what do they have to do? They have to find other routes. They have to basically throw away their meat. They have to, um, like literally just Waste throw away it. what they have because they can't sell it because they're only selling to these companies. These companies raise the prices due to demand. So demand to the market goes from, you know, $20 a pound for a good cut of beef to $28 a pound. You know, right? They, they're going to they're gonna make their money because of demand, but they're not buying any beef from these farmers. So the farmers get killed in this, and the companies raise their prices 
to make up for the lost beef during the shutdown. The companies are covered and the small farmers and the same, same thing happened with Tyson. It was a, it was a disaster and Tyson's uh, plant was burning again. They raised price of chicken. It became a demand thing. You think there's no chicken out there. There is chicken. They just oh, can't. there's chicken. <laughs> there's <laughs> Chick-fil-A's got some damn chicken. But <laughs> they can't sell the chicken to these companies because the companies are don't have, you know, they uh, fire. So uh we, we, have remote, <laughs> we have a remote viewer with a question. Uh can these can they cut out the middle and sell local or can they only sell to those companies? Well, if they're contracted and you're talking about somebody who has 20, you know, I don't, you know, a big cattle farm or a big chicken farm, they can't just go out and find a company that can buy this amount of product right within a week of, of finding out that they can't sell to this company because there's a fire. So it's literally wow. disaster. And, you know, when they, when it's a process, right, they're not like, well, we'll just keep our chickens for an extra you know, because no, they got storage. They got other chickens that are that are needing to. You know, these farmers get screwed, and that that's really what the USDA is trying to uh, fix is is how this works and trying to divide where these small farmers can sell their product to to keep the flow going if there is a disaster because it only takes one factory to burn, and we hear yeah. about this a lot. I wonder how many of these local farmers went under and Bill Gates came in and bought up the land. Uh, man, that's, that's, that's an interesting topic because he has been buying like a motherfucker right now. So, Yeah, and uh, all these mysterious fires and cyber attacks. What a coincidence. Right. And I'm not even uh, – let me go ahead and get through the rest because we got so much to cover. I want to make sure we just kind of get the uh, – just a, so that's that's beef. That's a big product. That's what's been going on. It's beef and chicken. Everybody knows the chicken thing that's been going on. Now you're what you hear about with the chicken uh, dying from the feed. That's all like local. Uh, that's just like you know your your local farmer. The very small percentage of market for chicken sales and beef sales. Right? Remember the chicken or the the uh, yeah the chicken the the grain that was keeping mm-hmm. them from making eggs. And all that, you remember all that? And, yeah. You know, it's just that's uh, that's pretty much on a lo- local scale. But then you have the factory that burns down, and it's a Tyson factory, and they have the majority of the market share for chicken. I mean, it's like a whole different ballgame. What a coincidence! So, uh, there's a a graph that I, I sent Drew, if you don't mind picking it up, Drew. It's the uh, the illusion of choice in consumer brands. Wow, this is this is fascinating stuff. Scary, terrifying. Did you yawn while you were saying that? No. He almost, he almost threw <laughs> wow, up. Wow, this is this is uh, stuff, uh, I'm gonna go make a drink. Uh, I'll be back. <laughs> I do need to make another drink. <laughs> mm. Wow, look at this. This is crazy. Look at everything Nestle owns. My God. Yeah, I'm not gonna get into it because I'll just be rambling on. But basically, any chocolate you buy comes from Mars or Nestle. Any chocolate, you name it, they have it. Wow. Uh, I see it on Mars. Wow. Coca-Cola and Pepsi. Let's just divide them down the middle. We all know them. Remember, Pepsi owns so much more than just drinks. That's yeah. not even on this graph. This is strictly yes. just like So what, what we're looking at right now is a is a graphic with probably the, I don't know how, how many is this, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten different companies. 
that basically own everything in whenever you walk in a grocery store. It's missing it's missing Procter and Gamble. That's probably the only company that's missing. Well, so uh this is mostly this is mostly food items. Right. So what are we looking at here? We're looking at Nestle, PepsiCo. Yep. What is that? Uh so for example, as, as Lance was saying earlier, PepsiCo. Obviously they own obviously they own Pepsi the drink, but they also got Mountain Dew. They Sierra fucking Mist, own Quaker. Tropicana, Quaker, um, the oatmeal, chewy granola bars. But you know, let's list let's list the major ones in the middle of the plot. It was it was JBS. Out. It was JBS that had the ransomware attack in May 30, 2021. That caused all the beef rises to go on. And right. uh and the people yeah, so I just um I had to. I, I'm reading this article because it's very interesting. This is on the uh, the Reuters.com business for big companies control the beef industry. Um, pretty interesting stuff. Yeah, crazy. so we can we can go around on this graphic, like um, you know, like I said about uh, PepsiCo, um, Tostitos, Lay's, uh, man, Funyuns, Cheetos, Cheetos. So then, Damn. So next, now we got General Mills. Uh, probably most cereals, most cereals. Um, you got checks, Cheerios, fiber one, Betty Crocker fruit by the foot. Remember it's, 73 to 75% of yeah. all that in the, in the market's going to be these, this, uh, yep. yeah. So basically Kellogg and then Kellogg's is like the Coca-Cola to, uh, general Mills is Pepsi. Yep. It owns it owns the rest of cereal. Look at look at all this. Holy yep. shit! Yep, uh, Kellogg's is uh, got the remaining you know Fruit Loops, Corn Flakes, Special K, Corn Pops, Cheez Its, Eggo Waffles, Pop Tarts, Crazy Pringles. Yeah. Mm. So while you're going on that, uh, you named it Procter and Gamble. So I have another graph. I'm not going to share it because it's not really. Uh, well, I might send it to you actually. See if you can bring it up. But uh, Unilever. Procter and Gamble, Colgate, Palmolive—those are the three biggest consumer good conglomerates in the world. So you're talking everything from toothpaste to um, Every, everything you put in or on your body. Yeah, yeah, this is exactly that. Uh, from Clear Blue, you know that brand. To uh, well, I don't know if it's a feminine product. <laughs> I don't know if you I just saw it, but uh, Nyquil. Everybody knows Nyquil, right? And Prolisec, Vicks, Pampers, Loves, Kid Stuff, Tide Products, Febreze, Mr. Clean, Puffs. Um, oh my God, it's just Old Spice, Gillette. I mean, any any kind of product. Oral B, Crest, Scope, Procter and Gamble. Yep. And um, and the list goes on. I mean, there's 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 more than just that, obviously. And of course, like I mentioned, the uh, the sugar content, high fructose corn syrup, and uh, just think of all the the cancerous sweeteners. Uh, all of this stuff is laced with it, and it's becoming our only choice. Like, yep. there's it's only a few companies that are producing this poisonous shit, and mm. we're all fat and uh, sick, sleepy, sick, fat. yeah, mental fog, like just uh, depressed. And then you know we're going to get to big pharma. We're kind of dipping into it now, but uh, you know, same thing. Big pharma, very few companies. I just sent you, uh, Drew, this about the proper. Uh, oh my God, what am I trying to say? Colgate, Palmolive, Procter and Gamble. Yeah, I got it. Give me you one remember. second. Yeah, you can bring that up if you want to, but uh, it just kind of gives a list of everything that's owned by these few companies. 
And uh, if you're buying deodorant with aluminum in it, just stop. Right. That's why Peter doesn't wear deodorant. Exactly. <laughs> Not the onion flavored. <laughs> I smelled like onions once in college. I, 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 they, they always remind me. <laughs> yeah, once. <laughs> Come on, you guys. <laughs> Come. Unilever. They own, they own Ben and Jerry's. Actually, actually to, to be honest, I never, I never actually remember Peter ever smelling like onions. I think, it just, I think it just became a joke. We just ran with it for the past fifteen years. It's because every time we talk to him, he's sweating. <laughs> it's the camera. It's the lights from the camera. That's what it is. Yeah. Spotlight. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Right now, we're looking at Colgate Palm Olives. Uh, portfolio of different brands oh shit yeah and i, I want to source that too because i always feel like you know i'm not making these graphs right yeah we're getting these graphs from vox.com oh you know what sucks see i switched brands i switched from colgate to tom's and there's fucking tom's right on the list right there and i and i abandoned colgate just to you know keep keep the fluoride levels low you know what i mean yeah Oh, I bet they just put that shit in Tom's and just say it's not in there. They got you. Got, well, got well, him. You know, well, that's where capitalism comes in. They might take that out of Tom's and they might run Tom's as like an organic and it might be real. But at the same time, they have Colgate, which is the whole complete opposite evil, let's just say, right? If if you believe uh, fluoride and all that with Colgate, you go to Tom's to get away from that evil. They have evil and good, but they still sell the evil because it's a market. And I, that, just, I just want to brush my teeth. That's what's, yeah, you just want to brush your teeth safely. <laughs> so yeah, they got 40 different brands and, the, and they spend $5.4 million on federal lobbying. Holy shit. And look, all these home care products, everything yep. you clean your house with, everything. Yeah. They got oral care, personal and skin care, home care, and even pet care. Fuck. And that's just Colgate Palm Olive. Now we got Procter and Gamble. This is crazy. So Procter and Gamble has sixty-six brands, over sixty-seven billion in revenue, and spending over forty-seven million dollars in federal lobbying. Oh my god! Which is basically bribing. Right. Um. So for their oral care, we they they own. Oral B, Crest, Fixident, and Scope. Those are, you oh. know, it's like Oral B and Crest are probably the two most popular, you know, besides Colgate. Holy um, shit! They got Oral Care, ugh, Oral Care, Personal, uh, Personal Hygiene, Old Spice, Gillette, Secret, Olay, Ivory, any product. Tuna. Yep, Head and Shoulders, Home Care, which is basically all laundry detergents, air fresheners, stuff Paper like towels. that. Feminine products, um, always in Tampax, health products, Vicks, Z-Quil, Prilosec, and uh, baby products, Pampers and Loves for baby products. Oh, my God. Yep. And, and the point of this, guys, is like, this is capitalism. They have the ability to go out there and create these companies that go to different markets, right, and c completely take over the market. That makes sense. But what's happening is you have these government entities, these big money companies coming in and buying Procter and Gamble via they own the stocks to 
Procter and Gamble, and then they turn around. They own the investors. They own the investors that invest in Procter and Gamble. Right. So these companies that own everything you buy are owned by bigger companies that yeah. literally can control and manipulate the market that they're trying to hit. Yep. It's like it's it's you do not have a choice. Yep. Uh, and go to like Fresh Market, I guess maybe they'll have something that you can buy. So Samuel Adams, I don't think he's in one of these. When they go to reset the market, though, uh, start from from ground up. All they have to do is make all of these products uh, less gettable. Right. And then uh, we remote, have a crisis. <laughs> remote viewer has a question: Why would Procter and Gamble need to lobby? Same reason Walmart needs to and Amazon needs to, so they can monopolize the market and make laws that are uh, laws and policy that are favorable towards them that eliminates any competition from mom and pop. That eliminates and, that eliminates competition. You're exactly and that's right. why when everything shut down, all of these companies were yep. incongruence. Yep. They have us. They have us. Uh, they have us by the nads because yep. everything that we buy to sustain our lives comes from them. They have all yep. the power. We yep. can't make anything for ourselves anymore. Nope. But you remember when, like, uh, you ever listen to the um, Business Wars podcast? No. This is where I'm going to put a little shout out to them. They're much bigger than us, but uh, they're pretty awesome. And they do stories of like different things like Pepsi and Cola. But one of them is, is Budweiser and Coors. And it's like when Budweiser used to own the market, it was Budweiser and uh, Natural Light and like Bud Light. And those three like own the market because that's what everybody bought. And they had to go against Coors and they had to go against um oh shit you know some other uh other beer companies but now it's like anheuser-busch aka like budweiser would own every other beer company that you've heard of except for like coors right you know it's not just like bud light like the three-tier cheap shit good shit excellent shit it's now like every company and it's right. gotten so out of hand on every scale, down to toothpicks, the <laughs> toothpaste. Yeah, I mean, even even stuff is like stuff like luxury sunglasses. I, I knew about this. I didn't know this was going to be on this uh, on this graphic, but like Oakley, um, Armani, Chanel, Prada—they're all made by the same manufacturer. Holy mm. shit! They're owned by the same company. The, the same the the however I don't even know how you say this. SLR Luxottica, whatever. Yeah. That was good. Like I every, every single major uh, on there somewhere. Every single major uh, sunglass chain, Versace. Oh my God. Brand, Ralph Lauren, Costa, yeah, everything. The homestead. This is so nuts. Isn't it though? Yeah. And that's just the scope. That's what we actually reach out on the owl and buy. Uh, that's what, that's just a consumer. And then it goes way deeper as far as ownership, which is going to be, I, I guess, our next topic. But that's that's really all yeah, I have. We're going to wrap that up at the end. And all we've been doing is just been sitting inside watching television, and they were taking over everything. Yeah. Well, let's talk about watching television. Oh yes, let's <laughs> uh, roll roll that uh, that Sinclair clip. Uh, this is an amazing clip. Everybody knows about this clip, but this is for the people. That don't know it's it's over like a minute and a half long. Well, then but, everybody does know about it. Then 
Well, some some people out there don't, uh, they, and they they need to see this. Just this is a good like recap anyway, because this is like, uh, this this is a sign uh, that the media is controlled <laughs> uh, by you know very few people that write a script and just distribute it to these local channels. The literal script. Yeah, it's they all they're all going to say the same thing in this clip. Roll the tape. I'm going to make a drink. Yeah, I'm going to share the audio so uh, make sure not to talk or else it's going to right. have a bad uh, bad echo. This is, this this is my, my favorite, favorite clip. Hi, I'm Fox San Antonio's Jessica Headley. And I'm Ryan Wolf. Our, our greatest, greatest responsibility, responsibility is, is to, to serve our, our Treasure Valley communities. The El Paso Las Cruces communities. Eastern Iowa communities. Mid-Michigan communities. We are extremely proud of the quality, balanced journalism that CBS4 News produces. But we are concerned about trouble and trying to be responsible. One-sided news stories plaguing our country. Plaguing our country. The sharing of biased and false news has become all too common on social media. More alarming, some media outlets publish these same fake stories without checking facts first. The sharing of biased and false, false news has, has become, become all too common on, on social, social media. media. More alarming, some media this is extremely dangerous to our democracy. 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 Classic. Uh, they're all saying the same thing, obviously. They're all reading from the same script. And this is like uh, the Sinclair Media Group is like a right-leaning group. And I wanted to use that as an example to keep things fair and balanced. But uh, we all know about the that's rest tra- of the that's media. A, that's a trademark term. We do not own that trademark or copyright. Right. Uh, so uh, what I've been able to uncover here for myself, uh, and I always knew it was like the big six companies, but uh, it looks like Everything that we are exposed to via screens, news-wise, entertainment, all you, of it. Did you did you explain what that video was, just in case people? Yeah, that, that was that was a compilation of uh, local news stations from across the company, from the, uh, that are influenced by the Sinclair Group, the Sinclair Media Group, uh, which is a which is a big uh, you know kind of right-leaning media group. Um, and, uh, there's, there's tons of information out there. Apparently, you know, Trump bought into it and stuff. And it was like, you know, supposed to kind of lean pro Trump and patriotism and all that. Um, but, uh, that's, uh, that's one example of, of many examples that we can look at, uh, you know, across the other side of the spectrum, CNN, MSNBC, what have you, uh, everything is owned by very few companies. And uh, it looks like all of our media is being siphoned through. And uh, help me out with this because uh, I'm trying to put uh, Sony on this rank. Uh, but these are this is the top six that I have so far. Everything on TV is owned by either Viacom, which is Paramount. Uh, and then AT&T owns so much shit. 
Uh, and they actually let go of uh, Warner Brothers, and Warner Brothers merged with Discovery. So that's the next one, Warner Discovery. And then, of course, we have Comcast, which owns NBC and so uh, so many uh, stations. And then uh, uh, News Corp owns like all of the news. Mm-hmm. And in the final segment, we're going to get into who's uh, you know the shareholders of all of these media corporations are. And uh, I think we know who it is. But uh, and then last but not least, and this is the one that grinds my gears the most because I'm a movie buff and an artist and a musician and all that. Disney has basically taken over everything that I love. And uh, so Disney uh, owns Pixar. It owns Lucas Films. Uh, What else does it own? It has acquired 20th Century Fox. That means they own the Simpsons now. They own the Predator. (laughs) This cannot be allowed. You can't have uh, Frozen and the Predator. I can't get on. I can't get on Disney Plus and watch fucking Aliens. What about Frozen Predator? (laughs) I mean, this is insane. And look, Lucas Films. This is what stings the most because I'm I'm a big Star Wars fan. The original trilogy. Uh, is is like my favorite thing ever, and what they have done to Star Wars, the the Disneyfication, what they have done to Star Wars is, is Marvel. Just, That's right. It's disgusting. Oh yeah, they own Marvel. Yeah, they own everything that we watch, and that like you know everybody was going crazy over the Avengers and all this stuff, and it's just like I watch that stuff and it's just so bland, so yeah. CGI, so churned out. Every, but, everyone everyone does those soy jack memes with their mouth open. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then you got like Kevin Smith. Kev, there was a video of Kevin Smith watching just a trailer for one of the star the newest start the latest Star Wars trilogy movies. And he's he's crying. He's is crying. That, is, that who that, is that who that was? I never knew who that was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in uh what was that movie he was in? Everybody knows it, uh, where they were hanging outside of a gas station. Ah, who gives a fuck? But uh He's 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 weeping in the video, and I'm like, this guy is a broken man. He's he's just he's just eating that propaganda for breakfast, literally from yeah. uh, Nestle or from PepsiCo or from Coca-Cola. yeah it, yeah it's the Mark. same shit. And what's even more hilarious is that the companies that Lance was talking about and all these big media companies, they have the same shareholders. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. But all you have to do is watch any of these movies, and everybody remembers a time when movies were good. There was a time when movies were good. You remember there would be your summer was defined by that, you know, that blockbuster. Right. Like Independence Day, you know, like it was crazy. Jurassic Park. Yeah. My God. Those those weren't even that long ago. We're not talking about like back in the eighties, you know. Right. Right. and look, just as everything started to combine with each other, movies start getting shitty. And it's because it's all committee bullshit. Well, then they also have to send a copy over to China to make sure that they approve of any kind of uh, diss over there before they'll release it in America. Mm-hmm. What movie came out about that? They had to redo Oh, uh, actually, it was uh, one of the it was the one of the Star Wars films, one of the latest trilogy ones, and uh, the poster that came out 
there was an African-American fellow in the movie, star in the movie, and he was big on the American poster, prominent figure, right? Because he's in the movie. Well, in China, the poster comes out, and he's, like, shrunk down real tiny, and he's in the background. <laughs> you know? That kind of shit. Like, yeah. the fact that we – that our – like, the, the people that are making movies in this country have to cater to international audiences just so they can make that extra percentage, that stifles art. That's capitalism for you. These, it's, like, it's like they know too much information about people. Too mm-hmm. much. Too much information. Right. And they're, they're, they're gathering so much data on us. And, you know, uh, Colgate is putting fluoride in the toothpaste. There's, everybody's like, like just vibrating so low. Did they put that, fluoride in baby toothpaste? Yeah. Babies don't have, like, like uh, what was it? Uh, oh, my God. What was it? I wish I would have said that because I have a story behind that and I can't think of it. But it's like kids don't need, like, I family have a few teeth. They don't need fluoride. They in don't need it. Kind of it's in all the drinking water. And think about what's in baby formula. Like it's just, it's just madness that we're we're letting we're letting no, was, big daddy government, uh-oh. big daddy corporations get together. And it and, was and nursery. It was nursery water with added formula. Is what it was. I saw that, and I texted my wife's a dental hygienist, and she was like, why do they need formula, or why do they need fluoride in nursery water when they don't have teeth? The official explanation, ladies and gentlemen, is that fluoride is put in the water supply to improve oral hygiene. Give me a break. Oral or auroral? Auroral. <laughs> Play the harp. I want to hear it. Up. Let me, uh, let me pull that up because they probably have something to do with all this. Oh, oh yeah, I mean, I'm sure they have the same shareholders. Hold on, hold on, wait. They do actually. I looked that up. Nice. There's your daily fix of heart. In case you're not feeling the, you know, the the two hurt frequencies that's going through your brain right now. Right, right. I mean, this is just madness, man. We we have sat inside had and have gotten fat. Speaking to the choir here, and <laughs> played Oculus and vaped and little till else till you couldn't vape anymore. <laughs> Literally. And then uh, while while we were inside, they they took over everything. Yep. And uh, we'll we'll zoom in more on they uh, as we go along here because the people that are actually behind the funding of of all of these big corporations that are consolidating. They hide behind foundations, and the Bill and Melinda Gates <sighs> Foundation uh, is like the biggest uh, funder of the World Health Organization. So Bill Gates has personal stakes in our health and our farmland. Hey, one of our viewers said uh, off topic. I read something about eleven hertz, which is a uh, a low hertz. You can't hear. Sound wave destroys cancer cells. Maybe that's true. Hey, if if I ever get cancer, I'm not going to do chemotherapy. I'm not going yeah. to do it. I'm not going to do it. I want to. I want to try 11 hertz. I'm going to go to the magnetic mountains of Sedona. You're going to try wanna, five I'm, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get a coffee enema. Whatever I have to do. Whatever. And and the five guys burgers. I want to try it all. <laughs> <laughs> 
What are five, five guys in of a. All right, 55 minutes, 23 seconds. He's going to try five guys and the five guys burgers. <laughs> All right. What are we talking about? Oh, <laughs> uh, you're enema. Oh, yeah. Uh, Wait, before that. <laughs> oh, yeah. All these companies coming together and screwing us over. And then Biden just turning. It's, it's, it's everything. He's like, turned. And they fucking led the shaman through the capital. Anyway, <laughs> God damn it, things are just so crazy well, right now. But didn't he get like a couple of years? Four years. Four years. Oh, and another interesting factoid about January six. <laughs> just so wow, your cancer treatment sounds very personal. <laughs> <laughs> the doctor's like, "Hey, man, do what you do, bro. Just do it." <laughs> Don't tell me about it. I don't want to what, hear it. What's Just funny? It. What's funny is there was this band. Uh, uh, well, before that, uh, so the band uh, Judas Priest let their singer go. Uh, Rob Halford. Uh, this was way back in the day, right? He left the band, and they they got a guy that they found in a local bar in a Judas Priest cover band and made him their singer, right? And then that guy had a nice stint with them. And then he became the singer of this other band called Iced Earth, which is an awesome power metal band. And, uh, you know, I've been listening to them for, you know, uh, like almost two decades or however long they've been around. I, I've been listening to them forever. But uh, so there's there's this classic picture of uh, the the rioters of January 6th marching in. And one of them is a guy just pointing. And he's like, oh, it's, it's like an iconic picture. He's got like a gray beard. And he's like, oh. and that's the guitar player from Iced Earth. He's in prison. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, uh, everybody should have expected this. You should have read the lyrics. Man, good story, man. I sobered up on that one. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, that's not really related to what we're talking about. But um, Not at all. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, back to these uh, companies owning everything. You can just, you can just, uh, you know, from my perspective, you can just look at movies and tell that movies are just so ham-fisted now. Like, just, uh, there's politics and everything now. Everything's, like, preaching at you. Uh, we can even look at the Oscars. Uh, Y'all should look up what The Whale is actually about, by the way. That movie that, you know, that Brendan Fraser won the, won the thing for. You should look at what that movie's actually about. It's it's crazy. And like the same thing happened with the other the film that swept the board. Uh, what was it? Everything everywhere all at once or something like that. Those two movies are kind of about the same thing. What a coincidence. <laughs> it's the same goes for music too. Right. It's just like oh there's my only God. like what there's only like you know, like the uh cable companies and stuff, there's only like four major record labels that everything That's right. is well, is this something that we can disclose about what it's about? Because I haven't seen or heard any of this, and I have no idea what you're referring to. Is it something we can say? What do you mean? The movies? Oh, the movies? Um, oh, I mean, there's just so many examples. Like, uh, even... Uh, no, no, well, no. The, no, what you no, everything, to ev everything, everywhere, all at once. That was it's the name woke. of the movie. It, it okay. swept the board. Like, look at what the plot is, like the ending to that and stuff. So we have that movie, and then we have The Whale that Brendan Fraser won. Uh, I think he won Best Actor or something like that. And uh, yeah, the movies they they have there's there's some parallels. Let's just put it that way. 
you know, it, it all it's all goes back to woke Hollywood stuff. Gotcha. Uh, the wokest stuff is going to win, and yeah, gotcha. and that's why uh, and that's why we're seeing we're seeing all this uh, you know happening is because all these companies own the shit and they're rewarding the shit that they really want you to see. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's all carefully regulated, carefully committee sculpted, and we're just we're just eating it up. Love it, and we're yeah. told to love it. Yeah, because yeah, they're winning then, Oscars. And then Kevin Smith will fucking cry. Oh, oh my god, Star Wars! Oh, they're back! Oh, they killed Han in the first one in the first film! Oh, and it's just like how this is trash. What I'm watching, this is this is they're pissing on Star Wars. They're pissing on it. I just love it, love it, love it. I hate it, I hate it, hate it, hate it. I hate what they've done to Star Wars. Star <laughs> Wars doesn't <laughs> exist to me. Mandalorian. Peter stuffing his face with uh, PepsiCo products, watching Star Wars, Disney Star Wars. I just love it, love it, love it. Dude. I get the organic popcorn. <laughs> so Baby Yoda sucks. He looks Baby like a Yoda. toy in the show. But that's what that's all I know about Star Wars right now is the Baby Yoda because that's all I saw for like two. Yeah, years. they're just trying to sell little toys. Like, oh look, oh you gotta get your kid the little Baby Yoda this Christmas. It's just so on the nose. It's so embarrassing. Oh, I can't take it anymore. Uh, they ruined. <laughs> so they good. ruined everything that I've ever loved. Everything. Everything. Yeah. Even like, your uh, deodorant. <laughs> <laughs> ruined it. Put fucking aluminum in it, man. <laughs> I can't wear deodorant. I can't brush my teeth. <laughs> what can I do? Because I went to Tom. <laughs> Damn it. I, I feel proud of myself. I was like, I'm getting, I'm getting rid of fluoride out of my diet. God damn it! Oh, it was funny. Can't get away from it. Uh, I'm just, I'm just, I just want out. I want out. What were you, what were you going to bring up about publishing? Oh yeah, there's like, uh, there's a German, uh, or, there, oh, or, yeah, or they're they're based out of the Netherlands or something, but they. They control like publishing and what's on TV and newspapers uh, across much of Europe, and they're called Bertelsmann. B E R T E L S M A N N. This is a huge group, and guess what they own? They own Penguin Publishing. Oh, yeah. So once we get, you know, uh, you, if you get into publishing, uh, that's all owned by the same people again. Look at the shareholders. But like I said earlier about foundations, the wealthy people that are behind the scenes that fund all of this, you know, through their private donations, their identities get to be hidden via the foundation. And then, uh, now correct me if I'm wrong on this, but the foundations don't have to pay taxes as long as their earnings go to these businesses that they're uh, funding. That's probably right. Yeah. So... And, you know, they, the list doesn't have to be public, although, you know, some people are, you know, uh, public figures. But uh, that's what they do. They hide behind these foundations and they fund all of this stuff. And then you go and you look at the shareholders and, oh, it's all the same people. Ooh. And then and then we have all these meetings happening in Davos with World Economic Forum. And it's all the same people meeting in one place and talking about overpopulation. Hmm. And guess who else attends those Davos meetings? CERN, 
<gasps> yeah, and I bet Harp too. Suck that drink down, Peter. You deserve it. Anyway, I'm <laughs> ranting at this point. I hate no. Star Wars. I hate it. What about Please. Avatar? Hell, oh, ooh, hot, hot, tangy garbage. I hate it. Hate it, hate it, hate it. Looks great. Story sucks. There was even a a, a broccoli haircut uh, alien in there. I was like, what is this? This is like, this is a joke. I hate there was, it. There was seriously one in there? Yes, there was a broccoli hair kid in there. And I, and I think he might have said, uh, I think he might have said sus or something. I'm done. <laughs> oh, my God. You said that last episode. Did I? Yeah. Did I? You did. Well, I remember it. I'll uh, I meant I meant to have it cut out, but we did this episode on such short notice. I didn't get a chance to cut that out because that's one of them I was going to cut out. Where you said uh, I forgot what you were talking about, but you said it's sus. Oh, you were talking about the uh, Ray Ups. Oh, <laughs> some of the sus. bad characters. You said it was yes. sus, so I was yes. going to take it out Ray, of context and play it. Ray Ups, highly sus, highly sus. So. But uh, everything. Well, well, Everything's coming together, and all of these companies are basically uh, influencing our government through lobbying. And if our government is folding to their lobbying, and they're start, you know, you notice that the government was in perfect congruence when the world of the World Health Organization made their announcements, and you know, CDC and all of this. And then all of these corporations from Target to what have you were like, you have to wear your mask. You have to wear your mask. You have to wear your mask. You have to get the shot. You have to get the shot. And it's like, wow, this is really happening. And yeah. most people are rolling with it. No, most people think like, oh, well, that's good for them to try to fit in or do, you know, like do their part. What's really going on is that there's a mass memo that goes out saying, hey, here's what we're going to do. Yeah. And uh, and it goes out to everybody. So the media portrays it as like, well, Target's taking a step by doing this. And, you know, Walmart's going to, well, Walmart's actually, you know what? I've gone, I've grown fond of Walmart through all this. Yeah. Walmart's my new stepping ground. I yeah. I'm right there a lot. There, dude. I'm just baskets and baskets of stuff. Find all these three companies. No, but um, <laughs> that's what's going on. It's, it's, it's not like Target's taking a step forward. No, they're told what to do by the powers that be. Right. Well, let's get into the powers that be. Let's get into it. I've been waiting. For yeah, because you mentioned it four times. Yes, uh, and Peter's mentioned so many things I want to talk about, but I can't because you're like, oh, just wait until I talk about it first. <laughs> then we'll, then we'll yeah, about. The episode's got to have a structure. Oh, man. <laughs> let's do it. So in case you haven't noticed already, there's uh, basically three main players in this uh in the uh, shareholder game that you can come across any company. Somebody, across said, somebody said, fuck Walmart. And I just say, fuck you. <laughs> hope, Walmart, hope Walmart hears that. <laughs> so I don't no know matter what company you go across, uh, you're, you're going to see one of three companies and more than likely you're going to see all three companies in the top five of their largest shareholders list. And those companies are BlackRock, uh, Vanguard and state street. And nobody ever really, I mean, these companies have been around for a while, but like they didn't really hit mainstream until the last couple of years or so. Like nobody even knew about them. Right. So I was going to kind of touch on each one 
and then go a little bit further in depth. So BlackRock is an, is an American multinational investment company based out of New York. It's the world's largest asset manager. Peter, do you know how much uh, dollars worth of assets they manage? Oh, Jesus, how much? Take a while to guess. Um, I'd say... Wait, mid, I think mid, I remember. I think I remember. It'd be in the billions. I mean, you know. Is it 20 trillion? It's 10 trillion. Ten trillion, Ten trillion dollars worth uh, in assets under management as of uh, as of last year. So let me go into what that kind of means. Assets under management um, measures the total market value of all the financial assets of which a financial institution uh, controls, typically on behalf of a client. So in this case, it's shares of companies. Uh, for the most part, you know they. Like I said, any any company across any industry, they own three or four percent of it. Yeah, it's right. like sixteen hundred largest companies in America. Mm-hmm. They're in, in, in like you could say the world because like Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yep. yeah, yeah, literally everything. Yeah, literally. And then you got Vanguard. Uh, Vanguard is a registered. These these three companies are kind of classified differently. Right. Um, Vanguard is a registered investment advisor based in Pennsylvania with about $7 trillion in global assets under management. Uh, it's the largest provider of mutual funds and the second largest provider of ETFs after BlackRock. So, so they're not only do they own every single company, they're responsible for probably 99% of people's retirement plans. Oh my God. As well. So is this the same company that bought into Silicon Valley? Like, a few months ago, probably. I would say bought in. They became like they, they purchased majority of the stocks. Right. Yep. Right before the collapse. So, um, then you have State Street. Uh, State Street is a uh, where to go? Is an American financial services and bank holding company headquartered in Boston. It's the second oldest continually operating U.S. bank. Surprisingly. So this one, State Street's actually considered a bank, whereas BlackRock's not, nor is Vanguard. Oh, I had it backwards earlier, actually, when I was talking about Wall Street money. That's my fault. Yeah, it is. Just credit everything I said. Yeah, I'll, just, I'll edit that out. <laughs> so along with BlackRock and Vanguard, State Street is considered to be one of the big three index fund managers that dominate corporate America. So it's weird how just everything always has like a big three or a big four. Right. You know? Right. It's yeah, the illusion like of choice. Every hence hence the hence the episode name. <laughs> it's everything you come across, like retirement plans, You're fucking right. candy bars, soap, feminine products, feminine products, <laughs> porn, <laughs> especially oh, porn. Yeah, we haven't touched on that yet. No, nope. here has. <laughs> <laughs> we touched on it about four times today. <laughs> So, so I mean, that's, I mean, I want to do an entire episode on, on these three one day, like really dive, dive in depth on like who's behind them, you know, like go into, cause, cause BlackRock's only been around since 1988. Right. So, right. you know, whereas State Street's been here, it's the second oldest bank in America. Yeah. Vanguard, so, Vanguard, your biggie, as far as the, uh, who's behind it. Yeah. Doesn't, so doesn't Vanguard own BlackRock? 
correct. Yeah, there's they own like a majority share or vice versa. I can't remember. It's, it's something like that. They're all intertwined and connected. It's a huge spider web. And Vanguard, it's, it's like that's, most... that's how they can get away with being considered a monopoly is if they do different things. Now they're they're all owned by the same people, same right. families, if you will, and that's what our episode's going to be on. It's what families are behind uh, Vanguard, and it's not really who you would think. Um, past presidents, yeah, you know, it's not just your Rothschilds or anything like that. It's it's it goes deeper than that. But right, but to my belief, to what I've researched, that they do own BlackRock. They just have to separate themselves from you know entities, so that they're not considered a monopoly. Yeah. Right. So there's always some kind of loophole. So, <clears throat> but yeah, that's that's just the very general gist of what these fucking monstrosities do. Uh. Um, so I got a list of different industries and different companies I was going to kind of go through to just just see how deep their tentacles are. I like that. Thanks for commenter who's on every episode, and we love them to death. I said, y'all be careful looking under those rocks. Some bugs do bite. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's true. Risky. It's we don't know who owns like, the company that we use for like Peter's bed bugs. So, <laughs> we eat those bugs. <laughs> All right, so uh, if you remember a few minutes ago, Lance did mention Pfizer. Uh, of course, they're top three shareholders in that. So let's go to Moderna. Let's look at Moderna's uh, largest shareholders. When you say top three, Pfizer, who who are those top three? Uh, BlackRock, Vanguard, and and State Street. Oh, I didn't look it up. They're they're like in the top five. I didn't look it up because you already you'd already mentioned it. State Street is probably not like three, but Vanguard and BlackRock are definitely one, two. Yeah. Well, top institutional holders, uh, you got Bailey Gifford and Company, Vanguard, BlackRock, and State Street. So that that's the top four for Moderna. Wow. So um, no wonder they push Pfizer because they. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm sorry. We're getting too getting too into it. They own all these media companies, so yeah. Johnson and Johnson. Let's see. Let's see what they're looking like here. Uh, Number one, Vanguard. Number two, BlackRock. BlackRock. Number three, State Street. Hmm. Oh shit! And aren't those the top three you would ever consider for vaccine? Yeah. Let's do Merck. Another big one. I'm going through these individually. I want people to research this for themselves because it's like, you know, you can hear someone say, yeah, BlackRock owns everything. But once you literally like all I'm doing is Googling this, like Merck, largest shareholders, like once you see it for yourself. Right. It like it's like, holy shit, they're always there, you know. Right. Because people always exaggerate about stuff like, oh, man, like they own everything. You know, it sounds like an exaggeration, <laughs> but they really fucking own everything. Right. Yeah. So and Merck I- company. Uh, Vanguard, BlackRock, State Street. Oh my God! The, the, hey, hey the, can, let, let me let me say real quick. I'm sorry, Drew. I just thought about it, but I looked this up last night. Think about the S and P 500 and how um, how influenced these companies are on the stock market with the S and P 500, mm-hmm. being that they own pretty much all the companies in the S and P 500. Yep. Right. <laughs> it's crazy. It's ridiculous. So let's move on to defense contractors. Mm. Lockheed Martin, largest shareholders, largest institutional shareholders. 
State Street comes in at number one. Oh. Vanguard and then BlackRock. Oh, nice. Mm. Score one for State Street. Yep. Okay. Let's go on to the more popular one, Peter's favorite, Raytheon. Oh, you can say Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Peter. Laugh it out. <laughs> <laughs> it's not true. <laughs> That's way too mainstream. <laughs> All right, so Raytheon's largest shareholders, State Street. Uh, actually, it's State Street Funds Management, uh, the Vanguard Group, Capital Research, and then BlackRock. Wow. No, hey, I want to comment on this. Uh, our commenter, our beloved commenter says, finds BlackRock, Vanguard, State Street on the title of my house and car. No, you're, you're forgetting your retirement fund. Your uh, anything you have money into, any bank that you uh, have money in, um, yep. it, it's not just your <laughs> it's not just your house and car. We already own nothing, and and I'm <laughs> and, not happy. Damn it! <laughs> all right, so Boeing, um, they have a Ooh. they have a huge defense division. If uh, if any listener did, does not know, top three institutional shareholders: Vanguard, BlackRock, and Newport Trust Company. And the State bronze Street. goes to Newsport. Okay, wait. New State Newport. Street's missing out on that one. Uh, Northrop Grumman. Largest shareholders. Take a wild guess, Peter. Uh, I want to go with Vanguard, number one. Nope, State Street. <sighs> Vanguard, number two. Capital Jeez. International Investors, number three. BlackRock, number four. So let's take a little break. Of uh of going through these individual companies, why why the fact that they're so entrenched, even just in defense, you know, right? And I got an article coming up soon. Um, I guess I could go ahead and bring it up. Uh, your boy, your favorite, Zelensky, Ugh. has tapped Mr. Fink of BlackRock to oh basically reconstruct Ukraine. Oh, That's right. He's, he's going to finance right. finance the reconstruction of Ukraine. Oh my god. Good job drew i forgot all about that. they are just all mopping them. all that shit up mopping yep. it up and they'll they, they'll they sell put the weapons, world war three to do it they sell the weapons to destroy it and they sell the houses to build it to rebuild it yep oh my god take a take a shot peter i forgot all about that dude that was that's juicy love yep. it that, that is juicy wow yeah there's a yeah we could do a whole freaking segment on that that's it's insane Man, everybody needs to wake up. This is like some real shit. We're just oh, looking it up, too. We're just looking it up. Our commenter says, uh, shit, they're about to write their name on my gallon of milk. Again, no, because there's already a brand on that gallon of milk. They own that brand, yeah. which owns the company who sells that brand, which owns the investors who invest in that company that sells that brand. Which, I mean, it's like, which owns the machines that are sucking that milk yeah. out of those teats. They don't want to have to hire employees. <laughs> <laughs> There's companies that they own that do that. <laughs> and they own the 2% and the fat free and the 1%. So I'm milking that tea. Just <laughs> uh, you're gonna play it. Uh, I thought that it took me a second to get to it. Uh, oh, that's great. Oh my god. So yeah, they uh yeah, just like just like y'all said, man, they're 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 uh oh. Peter uh -oh. just boned out. And they own the the uh, and they own the the carrier ships companies that get the milk to your location. Yep. 
and the distribution companies that move it across the highways yep. to your targets. Uh, I mean, it's it's all owned. Yeah, and it's it's not like they just own stock in Raytheon. They own it in damn near every single defense contractor. And what happens when they invest in a company that goes under? They uh, and let's not even talk about the World Economic Forum uh, and their and their play on the companies that show up there. And their and their you know due diligence to our yeah. our well, well, Larry Fink, the CEO, is a. He's a uh, member. I don't know if you. I don't know if "member" is the right term, but he's a member of the World Economic Forum. Right. So th- these these people are deep off in the uh, <clears throat> in the uh, the big club that we're not in. Right. But you know, you know what's funny, and I I, I want to say this really quick, but uh, one of the families that's not really involved with Vanguard that I know of from the research that I've looked into was uh, uh, Klaus Schwab, the the CEO, the the originator of the World Economic Forum isn't a family member of Vanguard, to my knowledge. Now I could be wrong about that, but I, I found that pretty interesting, actually. Yeah, that was yeah. like a like. Gosh, I would have thought, you know, of all surprises, so, not. Yeah, but we might find out when we do our other episode. Do more research into that. Mm-hmm. That might be uh, not all true. So. He's just right. the Doctor Evil that we can see. Yeah. Yeah. So let's move on to banks. So not only are they are they they're essentially banks, but they also own three to five percent of every other freaking bank, right? Especially the major ones. Bank of America got Berkshire Hathaway as the number one institutional shareholder, then Vanguard, and then BlackRock. Here, here it is. Here it is. And then there it is. Wells Fargo. Let's see. What do, you, what do you think the chances are, Peter? Uh, pretty high. I, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, going for BlackRock and Vanguard. Let's see. I want you to look up J.P. Morgan because I don't think they would own J.P. Morgan. I think Morgan Vanguard number one, BlackRock, FMR, and then State Street. I'm always uh, going to bet on J- BlackRock. Let's see about J.P. Morgan. Let's let's look yeah. them up. JP I want to say J.P. Morgan is not. Largest shareholders of J.P. Morgan Chase. Vanguard. Absolutely. Number one, Vanguard. Of course, because they're one of the families in Vanguard. Number two, <laughs> BlackRock. Number three, State Street. And then uh, the fifth one is Bank of America. Wow, that's why. If, that's why if like one bank goes down like this, the whole fucking house of cards falls. Because all this is fake wealth. That's all it is. It's fake money, fake wealth, it's yeah. monopoly money. Everything's fake. We're just rolling with it. It's mm-hmm. crazy what we're, what we're willing to roll with. Well, we just have the means of knowing at this point. We've been rolling with it our whole lives. Mm-hmm. It's just get, getting worse and worse and worse. And now we have the internet to research it. So yeah. Then, so I mean, it's for, from these previous examples, it's pretty obvious that you know. I mean, you should see see it for what it is now they fucking own everything i mean i got i got different categories here uh from tech they, it's the same thing with google they own x percent of google three to five percent vanguard state street blackrock apple same thing facebook amazon. microsoft amazon so e- even even the stores that you know the normie is more familiar with walmart home depot target delta southwest all those fucking major corporations. Basically, if you're a publicly traded company, you know, they yeah. even WWE, WWE, they right. own 
It's the same thing in WWE. And you said you were going to hold that fun fact for our, our show. <sighs> I never said that. <laughs> and now WrestleMania coming up. Hey, what about Toys R Us? I bet they didn't own Toys R Us. Maybe they drug Toys R Us down. Maybe. You know, they, they own, uh, as far as TV is concerned, they own 18% of Fox, 16% of CBS, 12% of CNN, uh, similar percentages with Disney and Sinclair. So, and this is this is the main argument I hear about this. People will be like, "Well, they're just shareholders. They don't really have an influence." Right. Bullshit. This is this is why I go back to uh, what I mentioned about the investors that invest in these companies. They own the investors, like Coca Cola. They own Coca Cola, and they own the investors that invest in Coca Cola. All the little companies. Mm-hmm. That invest and buy stock or give Coca-Cola money. The banks that give Coca-Cola money are all back to one company or to, to yeah. the, you know the, the four companies basically. Yeah, because right. when when you're a shareholder of that magnitude, you guide where the company goes. It's not just your ten percent in Coca-Cola or twenty yeah. percent in Coca-Cola. It's the fact that you own twenty percent of Coca-Cola, forty percent of this investment company, and forty percent of all the companies that invest in the investment company that's invested in Coca-Cola. Yeah. You piss which, off which, that company. You don't do what they want. You lose all your investing. You lose all. I mean, it's like a. It, you can't. You can't afford to do that. Yeah, which brings me to the Friedman Doctrine. I don't know if y'all have ever heard of this. So this is a, doc, a doctrine that was uh, created by Milton Friedman. It's obviously, it's not like a law or, or a, anything like that. Um, and it states, uh, "Where'd it go? God dang it! I'm freaking." Long story short, you uh, good job. Companies don't have a responsibility. They don't have a social responsibility uh, to the public or society. Uh, they only have a responsibility to its shareholders. Right. That's right. it. There's no responsibility to the customers. There's no responsibility to the environment. There's no responsibility to society in general. The only responsibility is to the shareholders. So when you have BlackRock, Vanguard, and State Street comprising of you know 15% ownership of your you know, of your shares, you, you that's who you fucking serve. Right. Fuck and serve or fucking serve? <laughs> I was curious about, like, I was curious about Zillow because Zillow at one point was using their estimates to buy houses and buy neighborhoods to improve their estimates. And they would spend more than uh, asking price on houses in order to boost the values on the houses that they own. In bulk, you know, right. so so it helped. I wonder, and BlackRock went out and they were buying land and all these different areas and they were building houses for rental purposes and building neighborhoods, uh, mm-hmm. communities, entire neighborhoods for rental purposes, building houses. Days. No, that was, I guess they're kind of like, son of a bitch, we missed that opportunity. But um, I wonder if like Zillow is owned or is owned by, um, I'd be surprised if they were because I feel like that I don't know if that connection's there. Are you are you able to look that up? Well, if they're not, they will be. Yeah, they probably are now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, even, Zillow, even the, plat- the platform we're on, the platform we're on right now, Twitch, is owned by Amazon, which they all have their tentacles in. What's what owns Amazon? AT and T. No, Amazon's its own thing. Okay. Yeah, and then you have like Alphabet. Incorporated owns Google and YouTube and all these other conglomerates. Alphabet, yeah. Oh, which is owned by Vanguard. 
Um, but Zillow was interesting because they lost billions doing that whole buying houses uh, off their estimates, you know, and it turns out yep. their estimates were wrong. And they so stopped the buying houses because of it. I wonder if BlackRock had anything to do with that. Probably. And think about what, and think about what this means for censorship. Like if if uh, people are getting censored off of all these platforms, I mean, it's because all you know the same people on all of it. So we're literally having to bend to their will. Uh, on every front, uh, eat the high fructose corn syrup and shut up. Yeah. So not not only do they own every private company, they they basically tell the government what to do too. So back in the two thousand back in two thousand eight, where the big financial crisis happened, the head of the Federal Reserve asked BlackRock to analyze Bear Stearns, which is one of the major banks that went down, along with Lehman Brothers and all that. Asked them to analyze their mortgage-backed securities to determine their value. Um, BlackRock plays a key advisory role to institutions across the globe. Um, so, I mean, they basically tell the Treasury, the Federal Reserve, and everybody what to do. Act as consultants. They they buy the bonds when they crash at cheap prices, and then sell them at a later date. I mean, that's that's this that's what America is right now. It's, it's the United States of BlackRock. You know, it really is. My God! I and mean, you, like, and you, and then you were like talking about sugars. You're like, I'm gonna do some research on sugars. I'm gonna look up these different articles by these different corporations. And you realize the articles that you're researching are owned by the same company that's selling those sugars to you. Right. <laughs> so the research you're getting is gonna be can be manipulated. I'm not saying it all is, but uh, it would be very easy for them to have an influence on what to sell more sugar. And, and you get sick off of what you eat. And then they own healthcare, and they own all the medications that you get prescribed, and round and round we go. And the yep. only person that loses is us that think money matters, and it doesn't because they keep printing it and spending it and buying everything up, and you know we uh, we have to struggle. And then you have. James O'Keefe exposing Pfizer for what it is. Um, we're going to get nicked on this episode, but I don't care. But he exposes them for what it is, and then he gets booted out of his own company a week after that. That's the biggest upset ever. That's like, and uh, and so it's like again, around and around we go. Yeah. So I would. Very much advise anybody to look up how BlackRock played a role in the 2008 financial crisis, because uh, we're we're coming up on one now, you know, and they're going to be the puppets, you know, behind it. Because that, you know, when the, when the financial crisis happens, all that wealth, all that money, it's not lost; it just doesn't disappear. It simply just gets transferred. Right. You know, it goes somewhere. It just doesn't disappear. So, you know, if somebody lost it, somebody else gained it. You know. And BlackRock was that other somebody. So uh, one last thing, um, the whole reason for the woke stuff, the whole reason why you just you can't get away from it, you know, every time you open your eyes, every time you watch TV, every time you go to Target, every time you, you know, watch a commercial or everything. Um, I'm going to keep this brief because we can probably do a whole episode on this is uh, something called ESG, which is environmental, social and corporate governance. And BlackRock is the biggest pusher of this. Um, they, they pride themselves on it. No pun intended. Uh, they, it's, it's got three different dimensions, 
you got an environmental aspect, but the main thing they focus on is the social aspect. Um, data is reported on employee safety and health, working conditions, diversity, equity, and inclusion, um, and just and different stuff like that. So the more you do that, the more Black BlackRock rewards you. Uh. You know, and you know the better uh, press you'll get, and everything like that. Right, but right. You know, they also reward you with financial incentives and stuff like that. And you know, these are systems that are put in place to where the most qualified person isn't the one that gets the job. Mm. They got to meet the check marks. If they meet the check marks, they can get the job. And then, what does that mean for the job? What does, right, that, what mean does that mean for the company? If you don't hire the most qualified person, then you have allowed the you know the potential of for somebody to come into a shitty job. And uh, there's some talk about uh, why the banks are collapsing right now. And, uh, you know, some people are speculating over certain policies of uh, hiring people, you know, based on certain criteria rather than, uh, you know. Talking about the White House? No, no, no. These uh, these uh, banks that are going under. Well, that too. Yeah, the White House. We'll, we'll, yeah, we can get into that later. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so um, in conclusion on that, not only... You know, when you go to Walmart or Kroger, not only does or not only do six companies basically own everything in Walmart and Kroger, three companies basically own Walmart and Kroger and then also own <laughs> everything inside of Walmart and Kroger. Right. And nobody even know nobody even knows. I didn't even know about it till probably last year at this time. Right. You know, and they're it's, it's the biggest I mean, they manage literally double double digit trillion dollars worth of assets. Right. And like they're they're hidden in plain sight. And that's why it's so important to talk about this because people need to wake up and realize yeah. that their lives are so controlled uh, and influenced by these groups and they don't even know it. Yep. They don't even know it. They don't even think about it. That's so scary. I this find is myself scary shit ever. Up. Anytime I hear like a, a gold company or a silver company or any any company on the radio, I find myself like, who 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 owns this company? Yeah, you know, and I just I just it's it's so eye opening and it's awesome. And there's I don't know how much influence this company has on every single company. Maybe these companies are just innocent and they sell their stock, and these companies like Vanguard buy them up, and they have no influence on them whatsoever. But I think the the companies that really impact the majority of consumers in America. Uh, there's there's a play going on, right? And I think they influence those companies more than we realize, right? Yeah. Yep. You know, that's that's what's scary. And again, we see on the news about these companies going under, these banks going under. How can this can happen? And you're talking about the the the, the Fed and all the who owns all them, right? And uh, and then it really sums down the certain companies that that people should know about. So hopefully we're not experts on this. Hopefully people that are listening in did their research. Yeah. We're, we're here to introduce topics and, and just kind of like talk about stuff. I mean, yeah, we're just asking questions, but you know, don't move your funds tomorrow out of a company because we, we're not giving any financial advice or anything like that. We're just asking questions. The true cannibal class suits hide behind the foundations that fund all of this. Uh, they found clever loopholes to do so, and um, you know they're in the dark arts shit, and yep. they're tied to families that go way back 
way, way, yeah. way, way back. Yeah, and, we'll do uh, that. We'll get into more more of that on another episode. Right. Uh, but this this is this is all presented to show you that nothing that that you own is yours or 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 made or made locally like it's everything is is big corporate now yeah which i would say if if you do have the chance to buy local buy local you know whether it's right. produce or you know i mean you're not gonna be able to buy tvs or something like that which you know probably yeah. you anyway but uh but yeah man any just any kind of goods you can buy you know anything but right. soap candles produce meat Whatever. products. Yep. And that 20% of local products is not so much higher, you know, yeah. like I, I buy a lot of local uh, barbecue stuff and, and different things like that. Which Peter, is, how much do you pay for your feminine products locally? <laughs> Too much. Too damn much. <laughs> I don't think we have time to go into Peter's subject, do we? Yeah, no. <laughs> we'll have to add that onto a different topic. <laughs> Well, well, yeah, that's just a uh, a brief hour and a half's worth of uh, exposure to the fact that we don't get to choose anything. Right. Um, I think Peter wanted to go into a, a different segment uh, before we close out the show. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I kind of want to start doing something at the end where uh, we watch. I want to do like a, a UFO video of the week. Dude, things are um, going so good. Why you yeah. gotta change it? <laughs> and and also, I want to do a video for uh, mass formation psychosis. Just the you know the the decay of society caught on tape. Uh, my favorite video of that of the week. And uh, yeah, close out the show with a bang. A bang. Uh, yeah, Let's yeah. Do so uh, do a uh, bang, bro. Well, I want to I want to do the mass formation psychosis video first. This is just another window into mass formation psychosis you said it was uh, the first one you sent me it's the first one it's a super brief video it's so it's so fast so load it up and then hit play and we're gonna we're gonna play it a couple times it's just so good it's just you, want me, you want me to have the audio on or no uh yes audio please we'll be quiet it, it's so good it's just it's just so perfect all right give me one second let me get that there all right and this is kind of a this, this is, is an older video. video. Are y'all She's like, are y'all making the sandwiches or what? Uh it's gonna be a it's gonna be a minute. And everybody is just tearing the store apart behind it. <laughs> and you know, there's dude, get on public freakouts on Reddit, and there's like riots and looting and Theft happening all across the country. Uh, well, I'm gonna have more. I'm gonna have one video dedicated this week. That was a nice, short, and sweet one. But that that girl wanted her sandwich. <laughs> wow. Poor lady. She's seen it so many times. She's just like, I don't give a fuck. Give me my, you know, whatever. Well, here's Peter's boy. UFO video of the week. Oh yes, UFO video. Here we go. And this was uh, posted. It's like a month old, and it uh, appeared on Secure Team 10. My boy. Yeah, so. I've seen the UFO, it? Peter. Don't worry, it'll pop out. It's going to pop out. Where is it? 
Is that it? Yeah, yeah there, there it is. Now, now keep an eye on that. It's, it's going to be triangular shaped like the. Where's this hat? Does this? Did oh, it say? It's a weather this balloon. Is a, this is in Michigan. This is in Michigan. Yeah, that's a fucking weather wait, balloon. Wait, where, where are you in the tape? Where are you? Uh, six minutes seventeen seconds. Go, go to five forty-five. That's where I started. Back up a little bit before five forty-five. Oh God, sorry. What are we doing? Yeah, yeah. So uh, they use the camera. Oh my God, what's it? This is a one-time segment. <laughs> <laughs> what's it gonna show? I'm telling you, there's a UFO up there, and it's triangular shaped. It's like this uh, conspiracy people, UFO people call it the... Uh... All right, so now we're re-watching the same spot. There it is. Wait, is it being hidden by my screen? Have you ever seen this video before, Peter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in the top, it's in the top right corner. <laughs> oh, top right. Yeah, you see that? You see that that dark speck there? It's going gonna, it's gonna to get clear in a second. Is this video zoomed in really far? I mean, I did it full screen. Okay. But yeah, now they're going to they're going to do a contrast on it. This was spotted over Michigan. If it shows how space. recently? A month ago. Dude, why do you keep restarting it? I know it's the same stuff we're watching. Wait, you'll see it. It's hiding in the clouds. You see it? Oh yeah. There it is. Yeah, it's like so many people online are talking about how they're starting to see stuff in the clouds. Yeah, you can you can see it real clear. There's a mass there. What the hell is even that? That's for our viewers to find out. Yeah, that's a good video. Is there like a way we could put a link to this stuff anywhere? Uh, put on Twitter. Secure Team Ten. It's it's a video from like a month or so ago. Um, uh, you know, people send him UFO stuff and, uh, I, I watch it whenever he releases a video and usually I'm astonished because, uh, the videos he posts, uh, they don't, they don't look like they're, you know, CGI, you know, those fake videos that are all out there. But, uh, yeah, strange UFO sightings. Is there stuff hiding in clouds? I'd like to hear from viewers that, you know, maybe they've seen some weird cloud yeah. formations. Uh, and does that, Vanguard own the uh, <laughs> aliens, extraterrestrials? Do they, do they, they own the starships? I'm sure they own the projectors. Uh, and of course, cue the right. cue the sound. <laughs> I can't get to it fast enough. <laughs> I'm sure they. I'm sure they own Harp as well. So, okay. uh, brought to you by. <laughs> so yeah. Um, if you watch this on Spotify, you will be able to uh, see our video version of this podcast. So uh, if you do watch that, let us know what you think, if that is a UFO or not. Um, also, I'm going to be, I'm going to try and do it this weekend. I'm going to start uh, create a Rumble account so I can upload all of our previous episodes and, and stuff like that um, cool. on there for uh, anybody that visits Rumble and, and, uh, you know, wants to watch them on there and everything. So, but, uh, but yeah, you know, whatever, whatever you think, you know, if you got any other examples of, uh, our lack of choices, whether it be in, you know, food or healthcare or whatever, you know, shoot us an email room, 2008 ENT at com. Hit us up on Twitter room, 2008 ENT two. So you can figure out when we're going to go live again. Cause I don't know when we are going to do it next week. So we're going to, going to be kind of winging it, uh, you know, for the for the next little bit, and uh, I know, but for sure, we're going live Friday, March thirty first, for Conspiracy Mania. Hell yeah! I'm looking forward to that. That was awesome last time we did that. 
Yeah. So. So we got another episode to fill between then. So, uh, you know, follow us and everything and, um, you know, keep in touch. And, uh, man, tonight was kind of a, uh, a wake up call. I hope to, to, to people to see, you know, go in your grocery store and man, it's not, might look like a lot of choices, but, uh, but it's not, it's all, it's all manufactured competition. And there's poison in it. Anyway. <laughs> all so. the sugar, the stuff you can't even pronounce. All right. And right. if you get health problems from the food, don't worry. We got just, uh, we, we got prescription medication for you. So. And we just shovel it in our throat holes. Natural yep. flavoring. Wow, that sounds great. Flintstone vitamins. You can't win. <laughs> you can't win. Can't win. So Hey, see y'all next week. Yep. Thursday uh, or Saturday. What's up? Thursday or Saturday. One of those. I should be available any. So, but yeah, we'll figure that out. Follow us on Twitter and uh, keep up with us and everything. But, uh, but yeah, with that being said, Room 2008 is out. Hell yeah. Peace. <laughs>